Hello and welcome to Sojourn of Light, your guide to traveling the bridge between spirituality and entrepreneurship. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality using an individual to collective lens as we explore topics including ancient traditions rooted in earth wisdom, holistic wellness, the divine feminine and masculine, relationships, love, liberation, astrology, abundance, legacy, wealth, spiritual gifts, and creative curiosity. Some shows will just be me sharing my insights from my mystical experiences. Others will feature interviews with entrepreneurs, imaginators, and liberationists who are lighting up the world with their spirit-led work. I hope you'll join me on the journey to explore our sacred relationship with divinity as we take our place for the new earth. Check out the about section in order to engage and keep the conversation going. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Sacred Business Alignment. Thank you all for joining me in this sanctuary and sacred space. I am currently in a state of transition. Um, There's a lot of really strong energies out uh, in the ether, as I would say, as, um, as I like to refer to it, just kind of as a student of mysticism and astrology and just reflecting on my own spiritual journey and especially how that journey in- intersects with my own creativity and my entrepreneurship. You know, I spent a lot of time reflecting on what are some lessons that I've learned along the way and how are those lessons showing up and resurfacing for me now as I seek to move to a place of greater abundance um, and greater service and really making sure that the people that are looking for the services that I offer as an entrepreneur, as a creative, are really able to tune in to these, these energies, these messages, and really harvest the lessons of our own, all of our unique spiritual um, and life journeys that we're on. And so for me, one of the things I want to specifically speak about is shifting into the abundance mindset. I know this is a hard topic for a lot of people who are spiritual entrepreneurs specifically, or even those of us that are creative, because we've all heard this narrative that, you know, whenever you're an artist, you are doomed to struggle and we've all heard of the quote-unquote starving artist stereotype and a lot of that is finally shifting and the world is ready to receive those of us who are leading with our creativity and who are leading from a place of what it is that we're creating and that in of itself is such a divine energy because as I'd like to refer to it the energy of creativity you know, reflects back to that energy of the divine feminine, which we all have, regardless of how we express or present our gender. And that energy is really about giving birth and nurturing, being compassionate, being uh, nurturing both to ourselves, those that are in our immediate surroundings, whether it's family or friends and the greater collective, what it is that we're giving birth to has a lot to do with how we are choosing to transmute and transform the energies and how we're kind of reflecting on our internal selves 
and how we're putting that out there and translating that into visuals, into words, into speeches, into books, into other forms of art or other services that we're offering to the world. And so one of the most important things for me as I have done my personal work and continue to do my personal work around shifting out of a poverty mindset and this idea that as a spiritual entrepreneur, as a creative, I should not be charging for my services or I don't know what to charge for my services because I'm literally just doing what it is that I feel that I'm called here to do. And one of the things that I would say, especially again, you know, with all the energies that are supporting us right now, specifically Pluto just having moved direct within the past couple of weeks, Jupiter and Mercury having moved direct on the 18th of October, um, us just kind of coming out of the Mercury retrograde and Mercury still, of course, being in its shadow period, but us moving out of that energy of the retrograde or the pause or the re the review, the reflection energy that the retrogrades bring into our lives. One thing I do want to also note and say that oftentimes when we're talking about the retrogrades, it can be also kind of this doom and gloom energy that nothing is going to go right because these planets are moving backwards and all of these things that can kind of be misunderstood or not really understood in their wholeness and with the energy of Pluto that has a lot to do with our spiritual transformation our spiritual journeys um, also for those of you that might be a little bit deeper onto your astrology journey and have studied some of the constellations and other planetary bodies might know about the energy of Chiron which is the wounded healer and also has to do with what it is that we are transmuting how are we moving from our place of trauma into our place of triumph and so chiron wherever it shows up in our chart and whenever that energy is also retrograde which it recently has been and will continue to be i believe until the end of the year is really asking us to go back to those wounded spaces go back to those limiting beliefs go back to what it is that we have told ourselves about ourselves or maybe even what other people have projected onto us that we have accepted as truth and to re-examine those and to heal from those experiences and from those experiences that we heal from we're able to then offer that as medicine as service as a program or as a business to others that really does serve the collective also mercury being the planet that focuses on our communication how it is that we are expressing ourselves through our throat chakra through our various forms of communication and how we are really translating our creativity right the energy of mercury asks us what is our message what is it that we are trying to say how how are we saying it and who are we saying it to and as we're in this introspective space, especially as we, you know, tune in to what it means to be a spiritual entrepreneur for those of us who identify as that, you know, how are we really communicating about what it is that we have reflected on and learned from in the internal and how that moves out again into the external space as an offering? And then refer referring to and referencing the energy of Jupiter, that has to do with expansion. So this is where we see the seed of our abundance, wealth, prosperity, 
progress? You know, what is it that we're actually moving into and how is it that we are allowing ourselves to spread our wings? And so wherever Jupiter shows up in our chart is typically the area in our own lives that we're going to find when we really align ourselves with this particular area of our chart um, that it allows us to see where it is that we are being invited to expand in this lifetime or where we might actually find our greatest source of abundance if we know how to extract those tools and lessons from what we have gained in the past. Um, and then we also have, of course, the full moon energy that we have just are moving through at this point uh, as I'm recording this, which is the full moon in Aries for those following tropical astrology and full moon in Pisces for those following sidereal astrology. And um, this really has a lot to do with what is it that we that is worth fighting for? What is it that is worth the strength that it takes for us to align and assert our will and how is it that we are showing up as the warrior goddess in our own lives and for the greater good of the collective um, with pisces it has a lot to do with the energies that are on the deeper level it's a water sign um, kind of opposite to aries and it being not a cardinal sign um, and not like a catalyzing energy, but definitely still a very powerful energy in of itself as it asks us to dig deeper into what it is that we're processing and feeling and noticing on an emotional level. Um, and so those are some of the planetary energies that are supporting us, that are transitioning, that are moving, that are present. Those are not all because there's a lot happening in outer space right now. But um, those are some of the, the ways that I want to make this connection to kind of the bird's eye view, if you will, of what it is that's happening for us on an individual and a collective level. And so this really is a time when we, a lot of us are asking these really deep, difficult questions of what's no longer serving us, what's no longer aligned, how can we find this greater sense of alignment, and where is it that we actually find our greatest sense of abundance and expansion. And so as I've been doing my, my work around really being present with all of these different moments of transition and having to shed old skin and step into this, these newer um, aspects of myself that I had tucked away uh, and put on the shelf um, and told my inner child, you know, to, to sit back and sit down and be quiet, um, that it actually has allowed this opportunity for me to go back to the drawing board and say, hmm, okay, well, there's definitely been some times in my life where I have accepted as true that if I'm going to be of service and if I'm going to be helping others, then the thing that I actually have to do is be willing to do that just as a service and, you know, to volunteer my time and to not necessarily charge people an extraordinary amount of, of money. And that in of itself, I think, is what's what for me we're being asked to reexamine and look at. And I personally look to the example of nature so often because the recognition is so easy about, 
you know, how nature in of itself is so abundant. And there are so many varieties of the various aspects of the plant and animal kingdoms, but also the abundance of um, seasons and change and transition and life forms in general that are supported by nature. And because we are humans, have human beings having a spiritual experience, I often find a lot of peace and a lot of groundedness in making these connections to nature whenever I'm processing things on a mental, emotional, and spiritual level because I personally need to, to remember that I'm a part of something greater than myself. And what is it that actually are the natural or universal laws, you know, kind of governing the energy that I'm feeling and where has you know, maybe where have we as humans gotten it wrong in some in some cases, or is there room to shift out of old paradigms that just don't serve us and aren't true anymore? And so all of that being said, I really want to just acknowledge and share some of the the steps that I have taken to work through shifting myself out of this poverty mindset and understanding that it's not only okay that I charge for my services and to recognize that money is not inherently evil. Money is a tool that can be used to support the work, to support the service, to support the collective um, in the world as we know it, you know, currently. But also, how can I help to contribute to changing the narrative and changing the reality for those of us that are creatives that are you know entrepreneurs that are spiritual practitioners in understanding that we are being asked to step into new places and positions of leadership because we are truly in uh, again the age of Aquarius which is definitely all about the status quo being shaken up if you will and so while we've understood a lot of what we have experienced and, and know historically about the last several thousands of years, we've definitely been in a time of survivalist mentality and a time of capitalism where in the notion of competition is encouraged. And if you can't be competitive, then you must be collaborative. And the only way to move the needle forward is if you immerse yourself in having to work with people in particular ways all the time. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that you have to go at it alone, but what I am saying is that in order for us to show up to partnerships and relationships and being of greatest service to the collective and to what it is that the world needs right now, we have to have that groundedness within ourselves first. We have to be willing to harvest our lessons first and really connect with our emotional, spiritual, and mental bodies so that we can understand it is actually just a translation of value when we are allowing ourselves to understand the amount of service and good works we're putting out into the world and we see that translated back to us in the form of dollars. Um, and furthermore, it also supports us to be able to have access to the value that we need in order to put more good out into the world. For example, you might be the kind of person that wants to buy land with your community. 
You might be thinking about how you can purchase a home to um, have an asset that can be passed down in your family. You might be considering investing in stocks or bonds or cryptocurrency or other sorts of ways to um, invest in what's happening in the financial market um, and therefore be able to increase that money in a way that's not requiring more hours of your time and you're, therefore you're freed up to spend more of your time traveling or doing what you love or pursuing a hobby or you know, being of service for folks that truly cannot afford to pay for your services. Now, all of these are just examples and I'm not necessarily pressing one of those as the way to go or the reason why you might be in a place where you're at a standstill and at a crossroads between having to decide between how you can reach the people that you want to reach and impact while also having your needs met and not just surviving but thriving into the abundance that is truly your birthright as a, a, a human being on this planet who is very much a part of nature, who is very much a reflection of nature, that the abundance that is available to nature is also available to us as people. We just have to choose with our free will that we are willing to accept it and create more space for it in our lives. Now, it definitely is not an easy process. I don't want to talk about it as if it's just an overnight transition and, and you know, turn of mind. Um, for me personally, it's been a very long road, 20 plus years. And honestly, probably for, I would say maybe if I had to count even the last 28 years, because I have been personally pursuing self-help books and how-tos and trying to understand why I was here and feeling like I didn't fit in and I didn't belong and really searching for meaning in life from a very young age. And um, at 12 years old, I actually first got introduced to entrepreneurship, started working with my grandmother who started a catering business in a very small town and was at that time the only black woman that I knew was that was an entrepreneur. And although I was 12 years old, I was definitely held to the same standards as the rest of the adults working for the company. And, you know, there were other people in my family, like my cousins and my siblings, who were also invited to, to work and participate in the family business, but they didn't end up sticking with it because it was a lot of hard work. Sometimes the shifts were hard and you never knew how people were going to receive you because you're basically in a service-oriented role. But the thing that always stuck with me is that I it was in, in service to others while also being in service to self, in a sense. In the sense that my grandmother had started a business to bring in more income for herself and her particular niche and industry and passion was food. She's an amazing um, Southern cook. Um, a chef, I would even say by some right. And, you know, people knew her for her food and she spent a lot of her time and still does, you know, making meals and cooking and baking for um, community groups and churches and fundraisers and all kinds of things. And um, at her, at that point in her life, she had made a very intentional decision to start a business based on her skills and what she was good at. 
And that not only resulted in people being served and having really good food, that additionally provided a lot of income and opportunity for her to move outside of her community. Um, She actually was traveling across the state and across the Southeast, uh, participating in different festivals and, you know, event, community events and things like that. And I would often go with her um, as I was working my different shifts um, for the business. But it also, it also gave people a chance to make a connection and what she was doing that wasn't as explicit, but that I saw very clearly was building a community around what she loved and people who shared a particular love and interest in what it is that she was bringing into the world. And so that never left me, you know, although I went on to get my master's in business management and leadership and have had the technical education as well as the lived experience of being an entrepreneur and starting eight different businesses along my professional career myself, three of which I currently still uh, manage and am, am, am growing and I'm investing in um, in various ways. <clears throat> but for me, it was a very long process of understanding what to charge, how to charge and when to charge because I was still stuck um, back in my, you know, ch- my child mind of, you know, I don't have a lot of access to resources. And so therefore, I can't dare ask other people who may not also have access to those resources to pay X price for the thing, like, shouldn't it be free, you know, and that is all well and good. And I think that for me, what it took was really sitting down with myself. Um, again, this was a very long two two decades plus long journey of really unraveling and revisiting some of those original roots of why I had this belief um, and this lack mindset. And as I started to peel back the layers, I realized a lot of it came from other voices outside of myself. So, you know, again, being someone who was born and raised in the rural South and um, I, my part of my story is that I was born through teenage parents who were both still in high school whenever uh, they got pregnant with me and um, did end up bringing me into the world. But there was a lot of struggle that came with that because then those opportunities for college or for greater education or Um, for pursuing dreams was given up. It was sacrificed. And, you know, and this is probably another podcast for another day, but, you know, a lot of that really had a a long-term impact on my relationship with my parents. And I had to do a lot of inner child healing around this feeling of not being wanted, not belonging, um, or just not having. There was always something that was missing from my life, whether it was my parents, whether it was money, whether it was, you know, utilities or lights getting turned off or all these various things. But what it taught me was having persistence and determination towards goals. I really, at a very young age, was very determined to change the reality for my life and to not take the same path that my parents did. Of course, at that time when I was, you know, moving through high school and going to college, I still had a lot of resentment about some of the things that I struggled with and experienced um, in my younger years. But now at 35, I can clearly see how those experiences, even though they were challenging, they really shaped me and provided some um, characteristics and some personality traits that 
I think I'm really proud of that I'm not driven by money. I don't make decisions based on, you know, is it going to give me a check? Like, even though we're talking about the abundance mindset, I think it's important to note that it doesn't mean that you all of a sudden are just, you know, money is the only thing that you're concerned with. That's, That's not what it means at all. I think having an abundance mindset, at least for me and my journey and my reflection on it, has a lot to do with understanding that I, I am worth the value that I bring to others. And I want to say that again, I am worth the value that I bring to others. And so, you know, as maybe a step two or the second part of what I did along my journey and what I continue to do is to really take inventory of what it is that people feel like I help them to shift, to improve where I facilitated change in their life and what positive outcomes I had on their life and, and, you know, what it was that I was doing at that time when I provided them value. And those usually hold the keys to understanding where our abundance lies. Because for me, I understand that one of my core um, offerings, if you will, if I had to sum it up in one word, I would say is hope. Right. So for me, I understand that part of my treasure and part of how I transmute my trauma is by speaking about the experiences that I've gone through, getting more and more comfortable with it, because, of course, it's very vulnerable and daunting and not easy. But the more that I actually share my story, the less um, pushback I get when I actually name my rates because then people are able to see this is a person who not only has the lived experience and has taken themselves through the very deep and difficult journey of learning how to overcome some of these challenges and adversity in life but they've also put in the time and dedication to studying um you know what's going to help bring healing what's going to help bring that change and that positivity applied it in their own lives you know, also have attended trainings and gotten certifications and gotten the education of how to apply this in a practical way. And for me, my practical application is business and entrepreneurship, as y'all know. Um, And with all of that and all of that value that I'm bringing and all of those different threads that I'm bringing to the table when, when I work with my clients, the value is, is, it's a no brainer. And so when I charge less than what I'm worth, I'm actually doing myself a disservice because not only am I saying to myself, oh, all of those, you know, dark moments, difficult moments when all you could do is journal and access some of your spiritual tools and look at astrology and, um, you know, pay for the therapist and get the counseling and have a coach and, you know, all of these things that I invested in, as well as making those investments in myself, that those didn't have any value for me. And so because those things had value for me, and because I know how it's monumentally changed my life to move about it in the ways that I am, when I'm offering my methodology and my services and my coaching to clients, I can vouch for the value that I'm bringing because I'm my own best product. I am a reflection of my own work. And so, 
yes, this requires us to not necessarily be focused on a get rich quick scheme, so to speak. And I'm doing air quotes as I say that. But it requires us to actually understand that we have to embody what it is that we are asking our clients to participate in, what we're inviting them into. And whenever you do that, whenever you take that inventory and see how it is that you're actually already doing the work that you're inviting your clients into, it becomes easier to say, actually, I don't want to offer this for zero dollars and zero cents because... I invested a lot of time and a lot of my own resources to get this knowledge and wisdom and understanding that I have. And the second part of that in terms of, you know, offering things for zero dollars and zero cents being a disservice to you, it also is a disservice to your clients and to what is possible in shifting this narrative that we have to be starving artists or struggling spiritual practitioners because there truly can be this change that requires each of us as individuals to step into, regardless of how uncomfortable they might be, but to say, you know, I'm just as valuable as a marketing consultant or an SEO expert or um, a web designer or, um, you know, whatever it might be. Like, think of a very high-paid, very well-paid job that you know, folks do as independent contractors or freelancers and ask yourself how what you do is also serving as an advisory or consultation based role. And when you understand that you are a consultant, not just somebody that's doing work spiritually and don't need to ask for anything, then you can also help other people to understand, hey, like I saw, you know, I saw Cortina do this, so I can do it too. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've had people come back to me years down the road after they have seen where my journey has taken all the twists and all the turns and say, I saw you take a leap and start your own business and be a consultant and, you know, be a facilitator and charge what it's worth. And I'm deciding to take that leap too, because I'm an expert in this, or I have a lot of lived experience in this area and I want to help people and it's worth it to me and it's worth um, asking for people to pay me to do this work. Um, And so then as I wrap, I want to just say the last piece or the last part, um, and of course, again, this is not uh, in any way trying to downplay the amount of time and energy and investment and dedication that it takes to do this work and to make this mindset shift um but to provide some practical steps that i think can sometimes be broken down into very simple ways right and so for the sake of of time and focus i just want to be able to provide these three and i would love to know also from you all how these serve you or how you're showing up with this practice but the third the third thing that I would say or the third aspect of doing this work of making the mindset shift is surrounding yourself with people and placing yourself in environments in which you will best grow and again I want to I want to reflect and bring in the the aspect of nature you know if we plant something in soil that it is not going to grow well in, what is that plant or that tree or that herb going to do? 
it's going to die. It's not going to grow. It's not going to be able to withstand the change of the seasons because it root, its roots weren't able to go down deep enough into the soil and ground it in the environment in which it's trying to grow. And so usually what, what we do in those situations is we say, hey, I need to add more nutrients to the soil to make it more conducive for what I'm trying to grow. Or I need to change the location of where it is I'm planting this seed so that it can be in, in the environment that it needs to grow. And different different plants, different um, herbs, different kinds of um, elements in nature thrive and um, expand in different environments. And that is okay. Nature lets that be okay. We as humans sometimes can get so stuck and so unwilling to shift our environments and shift the people and the connections that are um, around us that we allow ourselves to stay in environments and to stay planted in soil that that bring in this slow death or you know and i'm not saying that literally i'm not wishing death on anyone <laughs> just as a disclaimer for that but what i am saying is that we have to be okay with making the change that we need so that the environment that we are placing ourselves into whether that's a community a home a neighborhood a part of the world, a work environment, um, a collaboration, a business partnership, whatever it might be, it has to be the kind of environment in which you are going to best grow. And so with that, I'm also going to recommend, and one of the, the practices that I constantly do is, again, just an inventory check of where have been some places that you've been. Maybe, you know, look at the past year since you know, a lot of us have had some major shifts in our ability to be um, as transient and to travel as much as we might like to. Um, but over the past year, maybe two years, or just in the course of your life, you know, where have you been happiest? What kind of, what things about that environment made you feel like you could actually grow, that you could expand, that your roots and, and your energy was grounded in something that was stable and strong? And as much as you can, you know, see if your current environment that you're in is a reflection of those things, of those those feelings and, and those elements that you need for you to feel resourced. And if you find that it's not adding up and that where you're at currently is not reflecting where you thrive, then that's when we know that it's time to make a transition or a change. And again, just letting that be okay. Change is very much a part of nature and it is the most natural thing um, and it's sometimes more challenging for us as humans because we form these attachments with our environments with the people in our lives with our social circles um, with expectations with you know the comfort of somebody else you know giving us a paycheck like it can be really scary to move beyond our comfort zone um, and all I can say is there you know, the comfort zone is the comfort zone for a reason. You can't really, you know, open your wings and fly whenever you're tucked tightly underneath that blanket. You honestly have to move into your stretch zone so that you can actually create a little bit more mobility and just invite the universe to really show you what it's made of and to bring the other aspects that you need to help you grow, whether that's the rain whether that's, that's the sunlight or light itself, right, as a metaphor, 
um, whether that that is a whole ecosystem of other kinds of people and um, again using this nature metaphor um, but other elements that will grow around us and to really create a community around us even though they are different than we are and again nature makes all of that okay so all of that being said I hope that this was helpful for you all as you are doing the work of really digging down into the abundance mindset, how to shift from the poverty mindset or lack mindset into abundance, specifically knowing that this is a time um, in our world, in society, on the planet, that we are being allowed to consider what it is that we most want to call in. And it's up to us, right? We all have a canvas, we all have paints, and we are the ones who can choose to paint nothing or to make it a masterpiece but with us being the sovereign abundant beings that we came into this world as that we have every right to expect the best out of life and to really ask for more of life and not just accept what we're given and not to accept less than we're worth for sure so Thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to hearing you, seeing you, connecting with you in the next episode, whether you're tuning into this um, on one of the platforms that this podcast is available on, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radiocast, and many other um, platforms. I want to thank you for listening. And if you're tuning into this on YouTube, I want to also thank you for tuning in to this visual reflection of this message and I hope that you will subscribe and um, stay engaged on the YouTube channel or the YouTube community for a sacred business alignment and also if you want support with any of the work that I mentioned if you feel like you want an accountability partner and you feel like some of what I named resonates with you as far as my personal story or journey I would love to work with you. You can visit houseofsoleil.org, which is in the description of this um, episode, as well as the podcast itself. Um, And you can find a way to go ahead and book a discovery call with me, and then we'll go from there. Thank you all again for tuning in. I hope wherever you are, you are being bathed in light and reminded how divine and how beautiful you truly, truly are. And keep letting your light shine because the more that you allow yourself to shine, you will liberate others to do the same. Much love to you all. See you next time. Remember to like, subscribe, and share so you never miss an episode. Reach me at houseofsoleil.org slash podcast or on Instagram at the House of Soleil to keep the conversation going. Become a supporter or sponsor to get early access to episodes, discounts on merch, free alignment guides and tools, behind-the-scenes access with my guest, and much more. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next time.